What's up, guys? It's your boy Lance from the Heel Turn Collective, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about our sponsor for the show, the Whole Fast Coffee Company. Whole Fast is based in Colorado Springs, and they are a responsibly sourced coffee that they grind in-house. You heard me right, in-house. And right now, if you use the promo code HEELTURN20, you get 20% off your entire basket today over at wholefastcoffeeco.com. So make sure you're helping out a great small local business and your favorite heels, and check out the Whole Fast Coffee Company. And now, for this week's episode. You are listening to the Heel Turn Collective Radio Network. What's going on? It's episode number 33 of the Heel Turn Collective. Kind of hard to believe, isn't it, Shana? Baker's does. I, mean, I say that every week, but... It do be yeah, like- I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it, it do be like that for sure. But uh, I am joined once again by Shane. Shane, say hi. What's up? What's up? Yeah, well, I mean, just you just bring the most energy out of anybody in the building, and I really appreciate you just pumping up the jams again this week, my friend. I ox Shane, dude, as, a, as they call me in the biz. What do they call you? I ox Shane. Jesus Christ. Anyway, so uh, Shane, how's your week been? Doing pretty good. Um, nothing super eventful. Um, Chris and I, I scouted out some houses. What about you? Uh, that sounds about right. You know, I uh, just been keeping my head low. You know, we're out of that holiday season now, and well, if you're still in the holiday giving mood, go check out the uh, the Whole Fast Coffee Company. Go to wholefastcoffeeco.com and use a promo code Heel Turn Twenty to get twenty percent off your basket today. Do you like how I did that, Shane? Yeah, I think we call that a segue in the radio. That's what I'm saying, right? Uh, uh, but, uh, but but for real, go check out Whole Fast. But, uh, you know, g- coming off the uh, the holiday season, you know, it's it's one of those times. It's the busiest time of year. So, obviously, got a lot of running around. I got two little kids. So, it's it's kind of a madhouse. But uh, I'm, I'm pleasantly – I'm glad it's over. But at the same time, it, it sucks because now I don't get any days off from work. So, yep. That's pretty much how it's going to um, work. Vacation fun time is over. You're just back to the grind now. That's what it is. Back to the grind until next year, next Thanksgiving. So, uh, But this is the Heel Turn Collective podcast, part of the Heel Turn Collective radio network. Uh, this is episode number 33, which is it's not something I thought I would ever see myself saying. Me and Shane have been really blown away by the uh, by the support we've been getting, and, and it just seems to be growing every single week. And we really hope that you dial us in for all your NFL analysis, music analysis, and everything in between because uh, we're getting up for the old offseason, Shane, aren't we? Yeah, um, off season's coming real good. Um, mm-hmm. We're just gonna hit. Our mm-hmm. I think here's the thing: the train doesn't stop here. Um, no, we just keep look. Rolling. Yeah, so look, we we had to slug through a, an NFL preseason that didn't happen. We had to slug through an NFL off season that was COVID riddled and, and things like that. So, um, I think anything at this point. Uh, we could really just pull out of thin air for content. Yeah, we never do that because, but uh, because we're just the men, we're just the men of this shit. But uh, but yeah, I mean, like, look, we're gearing up for the off season. In the off season, me and Shane are going to kind of lean more towards uh, the interview base that we've done before. You know, when the NFL season rolls around, we're just big football fans, so we want to talk about it a lot. But obviously, we're going to get getting back to kind of our roots. Mm-hmm. You know, talking a lot of music and, and things like that, and. Um, we just hope that you, know, you all join us for the ride. But uh, 
But that being said, we got a ton to talk about today. Week 17, the last week of the NFL season, Shane Owen. It was a doozy, man. It was a doozy. There was a lot of there was a lot of games being won and being lost in the final seconds, a lot of playoff positioning being moved around, and then actual tanking during an NFL game, which I think we're going to in, in um, our very eyes. Yes, and it was total, total tank job. But uh we got that. Plus we're gonna talk about the NBA fantasy season because I just gotta I gotta vent about it. You know, I'm not an NBA guy and I'm really don't have any clue what I'm doing in fantasy and I'm owing to. So the record speaks for itself. Um, we got the season picks, which let me tell you, came down to the fucking wire. Shano, it came down to the wire. Shane doesn't even know who won I, and who I, lost. No idea. Uh, I'm going to assume it's me because Lance is an idiot, but uh, we'll see when we get there. We're just going to have to wait and see. Obviously we're going to make our playoff pick six games this weekend, Shane and mm-hmm. NFL playoff action. Plus Shane Stradamus and a whole bunch more. So now that we got that all out of the way, you ready to get this shit rolling? Let's roll. Let's do it. Let's talk some shit and get our asses whipped. Let's rock and roll. Right off the bat, buddy, we got to talk about the Atlanta Falcons' underwhelming four and twelve season. Uh, they finished out the uh, they finished it out by getting absolutely demolished uh, by Tampa Bay. And, and Tampa Bay looks like. In 2020 Atlanta Falcons fashion, just poop the bed. Absolutely. Um, I don't think pooping the bed is even – that's not even – like, look, you're (laughs) 4-12. This team's going nowhere. Even even Matt Schaub was like, I'm done. We're hanging it up. We're done with this. That's it. You know what I mean? And, I mean, they didn't do quite the tank job that happened in Philadelphia. Again, we're going to get to that. But Mm -hmm. uh, I got to tell you, though, 4-12 – it's a weird feeling, Shane, because yeah. we we talked to Vinny Snyder earlier, and I keep bringing this up. You know, I we talked to Vinny Snyder months ago, mm-hmm. and we talked about expectation versus reality. You know, because now the Cleveland Browns, spoiler alert, are in the playoffs. Yeah, the Atlanta Falcons have the have a top five pick, mm-hmm. so I think the expectations versus reality of this team, at least the Atlanta Falcons, no bueno. Yeah. No bueno. I'm uh, I'm not excited about the future. Uh, I haven't been excited about the future for a while now. You know, um, look, <laughs> that game in Tampa Bay, they just got outclassed. Yeah, they got out coached. Mm-hmm. They got out hustled. They got out of everything. When Antonio Brown is just running all over the field, yeah, you know you got an issue, man. Yep, and. I don't even know where the blame starts. Do I want Raheem Morris to actually get the head coaching job? Not really, because selfishly, I want them to get a Sean McVay or a a splashier kind of coach. Yeah, is you there, know, does he fall back to defensive responsibilities if he doesn't get the uh, head coach job? Do you know? I think so. I think they keep him on the. I think they keep him on the staff because it mm-hmm. seems like that defense has played a lot better. Yeah, but look. You start the season, I don't even remember what they started. It was like 1-6 and six or 0-5 mm-hmm. or some bullshit like that. Um, look, this team is – and I've heard a lot of reports, you know, oh, we're not going to get rid of Matt Ryan. We're not going to get a Julio Jones. I think you need to clean house, coaching yeah. staff, players, everybody. Yeah. I think it's time. Um, it's just been stale for years now. Um, and especially in a time where you're getting a top five pick, I think – Honestly, I think if they get Justin Fields, um, that franchise is in good shape. Good, good oh, shape. Dude. I'm I'm not sold on Justin Fields. Uh, 
so I was I was hesitant because of the whole Ohio State quarterback thing. Um but he in that um that bowl game they just played was unfreaking believable, I thought. I get that. I get that, but so was Cardell Jones before him. Yeah. One national True. title. True. I mean, I from what I can remember, they fucking squashed the Oregon Ducks led by Marcus Mariota that Shut year. up. Don't bring that up. Um if I do remember correctly, if my recollection doesn't fail me. And so then you have that, plus you have uh, Dwayne Haskins. We saw that play out before. Mm-hmm. You know, so now you have Dwayne Haskins, you have Cardell Jones. Look, it's all right to be a good quarterback in college and not necessarily translate to the NFL. Yeah. I think that's – look at Tim Tebow, mm-hmm. you know. Sure. Look at guys like uh, Gus Farratt. You know what I mean? The great college quarterback. You pulled that from eh. deep down into your pockets there. That's what I'm saying. That we're going deep cuts right now. You know, you look at anybody, Matt Leinard, mm-hmm. um, you know, Carson Palmer didn't come on till really the end of his career. Yeah, he uh, hit like the like six it feels like he hit like the six year mark and like actually became like a good quarterback at that point. Yeah, it, it was weird. But uh all that being said, like the, my biggest fear with the Falcons is that they're going to reach at five to grab Mac Jones from Alabama. That's my biggest uh, fear because I think that's a reach. Yep. That I think I think you're not. I don't know. Fields or Lawrence, you have to. You're you're trading for de- like you're getting depth. Like yeah. I, I I think outside of those two, you're not like don't try and get a quarterback at least not in the front. My, round. Yeah. Well, my biggest issue with it is. My biggest issue with it is this and this alone. This is my my biggest issue with Alabama, Ohio State, USC, these huge colleges. Obviously, you're going to get the first, you know, the class recruits, things like that. But the system comes a lot into play of it, mm-hmm. you know, because Mac Jones, obviously, he's killing people in Alabama. He's looking awesome. But you're also playing against college-level talent, A. Yeah. And B, when you get to the pros, Nick Saban ain't there to, to, you know, run a game plan that's going to fucking squash everybody. Yeah. You know, because in the NFL, they're bigger, they're faster, they're stronger, the coaching is better. Mm-hmm. It's just, that's why I don't like college football. It feels peewee to me. Yeah. And I know it is, technically. Mm-hmm. Not peewee, but. But it's, it's, it, it's, it's, it's a farm league. It's not. Yeah, like, that's. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's no different than watching the XFL mm-hmm. or, you know, anything like that. You know, yeah. anything that's not the NFL, you know. Yeah. So there's a lot to look into the five pick. I mean, obviously, you don't necessarily have to go quarterback. It seems like there's a lot of good players coming out. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of good offensive linemen that I think would do. But those are boring. Yeah. We're not talking about the boring draft picks. Right. Yeah. Nobody. Nobody talks about Michael Ower, you know what I mean? Like fucking but all I'm saying is like all I'm saying is like I need first of all, the Falcons need and if we're just talking straight needs, look, Todd Gurley is not the Todd Gurley we saw yeah. years and years and years yep. ago. Um, do you know how much money they have unloaded into him by chance? Yeah. Like a million dollars. One million dollars. It's like it's like either one or five. I'll have to I'll have to put it in the old Google machine here. But uh, I, uh, I I don't know honestly. Uh, let Let's see here. Todd Gurley contract with the Falcons. While we're looking this up, I feel um, like he he is one hundred percent whatever that whatever that deal is. He has not lived up to that contract. Whatever uh, that the is. Falcons they they came to an agreement. A one year contract includes a two million dollar signing bonus. 
3.5 million fully guaranteed and 500,000 in incentives. Okay, that's not too shabby. Still not living I up mean, to it. Still not living up to it, but um, No. No, when Edo yeah. Smith is out rushing you on the year. Yeah. Come on, Edo Smith, really? But look, we could sit here and talk about the Falcons all day, bro, but mm-hmm. it just comes down to what are you going to do? What is this team going to do in crunch time? Well, that really matters. Well, it's funny about that expectation that that Vinny has brought up as well. Well, like compared, uh, like compared to the Browns here, but um, the Falcons are entering that realm of hopelessness. I think where it's like, or not, not necessarily entering it because this year they definitely entered it. But like, I don't foresee the Browns being good for a while, for a while, while. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Uh, not the Browns. Yeah, but. Uh... <laughs> I can't disagree with you. Yeah. You know, is this going to fall into, you know, the Detroits mm-hmm. and these other NFC teams, you know, that habitually underachieve, you know, you could say Minnesota underachieves all mm-hmm. the time. Um, you know, Detroit, like all in that division, like it just seems like, yeah. you know, they just have, but like, it just seems, you know, teams like Jacksonville, mm-hmm. you know yeah. what I mean? Like they just are just bad. Like they're just bad. Yeah. And like, and we've seen it with Cam Newton, you know. Cam Newton, five years ago, was an MVP. This year, I don't know what the hell they're running in New England, but... Yeah. You know? Do, is so he... I, do you think... So, if they pulled him down to Atlanta for a one-year deal, are you upset about it? Yes. Yes, because I the last sample size I have is the Cam Newton in New England. Mm. That's the last sample size I have, and I think... I'm just think with this team, I'm tired of half measures. Yeah. I'm tired of like, oh, we'll just put a patch on it. We'll get Todd Gurley for a year, you know, <laughs> this, that. Do you think Todd Gurley's going to be on this team next year? Fuck no, he ain't going to be on this he, team. I mean, he better not be at least. Yeah. If you want any semblance of a running game. No, I get it. He has nine touchdowns, you know, blah, blah, blah. He didn't break 1,000 yards. He has like 700 yards mm-hmm. rushing. Yeah. Like, it's like, do you know what that tells me? He gets the ball a lot on the one. Yeah. You know, Which is so also the like, thing where it's like when you tout someone as being one of the best running backs in the game, like under a thousand yards is unacceptable. Yeah, that's just not. And I don't know if Todd Gurley's actually heralded as being, you know, one of the best backs in the game. I mean, surely not anymore. Yeah. You know, I mean, he, he was I, definitely I don't hot know. at one point, though. I mean, he was like, look, there was a lot of discussion for him for MVP. Mm hmm. You know, and uh, we're going to talk about a running back getting snubbed for MVP here in a minute. And uh, But uh, Todd Gurley, like, he is definitely one of those guys that uh, it just feels like there's something amiss. There's, either it's the knee mm-hmm. or the actual desire to play. Yeah. It just seems like there's something missing, bro. Mm-hmm. And, and so Cam Newton coming to Atlanta, the point I was trying to make with Cam Newton is that him and Matt Ryan are the two biggest offenders of having the one season where they win the MVP and go to the Super Bowl. They've both done it, mm. and they both lost in the Super Bowl. Yeah, true. So, I mean, like, look, I, I, I don't mean to, I don't mean to pin Cam Newton and Matt Ryan together because in their primes, I'm taking Cam Newton every single time. Yeah, uh, because I've never been a Matt Ryan guy. Again, we talked mm. about this on the show before. Matty Ice, my ass, you know. And every week I see this team lose, and they go four and twelve, and I'm like, God damn it! You have a top five pick. Mm-hmm. Now please do not squander this on somebody like Mac Jones. To me, I think you're absolutely right. Outside of of Lawrence, even for me, outside of Lawrence, 
you get depth. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even take Justin Fields to be honest. I wouldn't. Yeah. Because I just I just don't see it. I just Man. you know you know how many quarterbacks have come out of college and people are like this is the next Russell Wilson. Yeah. Well, I think I think with Fields that's going to be a situation where he's going to have to I think he's going to have to inherit a good team. Um, not necessarily someone who's on on a tier where you can rebuild around them and and they will be the guiding light to the next five ten years of a franchise if that makes sense. Like, yeah, I think that if you get him, um, let's say, um, okay, so I think if if Fields goes to like Indianapolis, he's he's gonna have a superstar career, but if he goes to one of those bottom tier teams, not so much. Shane's gonna be the second overall pick, man. He's probably yeah. gonna go to the I'm, fucking Jets. I mean, that's all hypothetical. I mean, obviously he's not going to the Colts, but that's what I mean though. Is like if he yeah. inherited a team that w- that needed a couple pieces. Not the whole thing. Um, yeah. It's like a lot of the teams at the bottom, the Falcons included, although Miami has a top, I think they're three. I think Miami either picks three or four. And they were a game from the playoffs this year. So that's, that's pretty scary. That's insane. But you have to, you have to, you have to figure this though. Mm-hmm. Like you have to, you have to figure this out. Yeah. Do they take a quarterback at three? Man. It's a tough question, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah, actually, the Falcons pick fourth. I've been wrong this entire time. The Falcons pick fourth. And yep. so. You're, you're getting depth. Yep. Um, I don't know, man. Miami with that pick. I. <laughs> oh, man. I'm not convinced just, they won't go know. fields. I'm not convinced. Oh, man. You mean, that, you mean to tell me that you think the Jets – pass on him um i the thing is i don't know where where they sit with the sam darnold thing because well, here's how i look at it because obviously <laughs> which i'm sure the teams think like every team in the nfl is going to think the same thing where it's like no matter what your quarterback situation is short of like having aaron Rodgers or like irma Mahomes, you're going to pick you're going to pick lawrence but yeah if lawrence isn't on the board what do you do like well, here's if you want my prediction, Shane. Mm-hmm. If if you honestly want what I think the Falcons are going to do this offseason. I think Lawrence goes one to Jacksonville obviously. Mm-hmm. I think if the Jets and the Dolphins, which is both unless a team trades one of them for a, you know, for that need a quarterback, I I think Fields is going four to Atlanta. And I'm not stoked about it. We'll see. Because we'll see. I, I don't think the Jets or the Dolphins take well, a quarterback. Well, all of that is going to be based around what are the Falcons going to do in free agency. I'm going to assume that Julio or Ryan is gone. One of yeah, them I think, is. Um, I think one of them, if not both of them, are gone. Yeah. What they get with the capital out of, capital out of that tra- those transactions. Um, but no, yeah, like... It's one of those things where if they could, if they do get fields, it could be a building block, but they're gonna have to move some pieces to make that team ready to go. Where if they do, if they rely on just getting fields, like they're doomed to another bad season. <laughs> oh man, I I, I, don't, I don't even I know. Like, I, don't even wanna... I wouldn't hold your breath. <laughs> no, I don't think I don't think that they are. I don't think that Atlanta's gonna get Justin Fields. Like, 
But I do think of the Jets and the Dolphins and the Jets theoretically mm-hmm. could pass on a quarterback because they could yeah. just say, you know what, we're good with Darnold. Mm-hmm. We're good with Tua. And unless one of those quarterback needed teams like a Denver trades up. Yep. You know, so. Well, no, no, no. Denver's not going to trade it because Drew Locke just said that he's the he's the guy in Denver. I got like a notification today that Drew Locke was like, no, like I'm the quarterback here. Oh, huh. Okay. News well, to us, I guess. Pro- <laughs> yeah. Uh, what a proclamation. Because buddy. What have you been playing, bro? Oh, poor Drew. That, you're yeah. not the person that decides that either, buddy. Feel, you you have so much to learn, my friend. <laughs> you have so much to learn about being a leader, like wearing a mask during a pandemic, you know? I'll never. Drew Locke, that'll be stained on him forever for me. What's more embarrassing, that or the butt fumble? I mean. The butt fumble obviously was on camera, so that's going to go down as one of yeah. the funniest things ever. But yeah. I do think that uh, but also, I do think it is. What was on camera though was an NFL football team fielding a team that didn't have a quarterback on the roster. Very true, and he so... went one for. I think he went one for thirteen, didn't he, with a pick? It was or like something. one for nine or something like that. Yeah, for thirteen yards or something yeah. like that. But uh, but look, I. To me, a quarterback is more than just playing quarterback. You have to be a leader. Yep. And that's not very leader-ish. Yeah. You know? And that's the difference between that's the difference between Drew Locke playing starting quarterback and somebody like Tom Brady playing quarterback or Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. playing quarterback. These guys are respected in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Teams, you know, their teams like rally behind them. Could you see Vaughn Miller getting fired up about Drew Locke being his quarterback? No. 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 Especially since he got spoiled and played with Peyton Manning. Yeah. Now the expectations through the fucking roof, and they carried Peyton Manning to that Super Bowl. Yeah, yep. That's I think if that's not an indictment on pretty much every other quarterback, how Peyton Manning his last season looked like he didn't belong on the fucking field, man. And, and they won that Super Bowl. And Peyton would probably say that too, to be honest with you. I, I've heard him say that. <laughs> I have heard him say that. That he was not fit to be in the fucking league at that point. I mean, they were fucking pretty much carrying. He got benched for Brock Osweiler. The Brockett ship, dude. Come on, man. You're killing me with this. But uh, but look, I, I think that um, the Falcons have a long, arduous offseason ahead of them. Mm-hmm. The only thing I can hope is that they get Eric Bieniemy, uh yep. from the Chiefs. He interviewed mm-hmm. with him today, so fingers crossed. Yeah. But um, we'll see what happens, Shane. But uh, let's, let's go from talking about a shitty team. Mm-hmm. To two teams that played each other and will play each other again this week. Yep. Of course, I'm talking about the Steelers and the Browns. I mean, Shane, what was your initial takeaway from this game? Um, um, the hilarity. Uh, there wasn't nearly as much Comedy Central presents uh, Mason Rudolph that I was like really expecting in this game. Mason didn't play horrible. Um, sadly, I was really expecting just just a just plethora of mediocrity from him. Um, but the Browns look good. Um, obviously, I, I mean, obviously proofs in the pudding. They snuck in. Uh, and I think this, I just saw a clip from the, from when Baker first got in the league of, you know, you know, if, if the Browns pick me, they're picking a winner and all this fun stuff. And here it is. They're in the playoffs. Kind of sick. Yeah. Hey, look, I have been, a, a vocal Baker Mayfield proponent. I've never jumped off the bandwagon all season. No. From day I've one, been you've behind. been here. Yeah. 
I mean, from from day one, I've been behind Baker Mayfield. I said he's the answer. Mm-hmm. I never questioned it for a second. I said, let the process play out. Yeah, yeah. Let him get comfortable yeah. under Stefanski. Yeah. You're literally saying that from yeah. preseason, even. Jeez, from like, the jumps from yeah. Jump Street, man. I never once called into question. You know, some mm-hmm. bonehead mistakes that he once made or whatever. You know, never once called it into question. So, no. uh, big shout out to the Browns, though. Look, mm-hmm. um, beating the Steelers, regardless of who the quarterback is, is yeah. is got to feel good. Well, I think really um, the only person that was benched from or sat on that Steelers game was, um, was it T.J. Watt and I think Ben and like maybe yeah, a couple. I mean, but like, still, that's a big people. Those are that's big. A big piece. Well, one of those was really big. The other one's kind of eh. But um, um. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I, it wasn't full strength Steelers, but it was probably eighty percent Steelers ish. But I mean, look, I and I, I, I talked about it at the beginning here. They play each other again this week mm-hmm. in Wild Card Weekend, man, and it's in Pittsburgh. They're full complement of weapons, and I'm not going to show my hand just yet. But I think that that game's going to be a lot more interesting than people think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, I'm the the job that Stefanski has done in Cleveland. He's the coach of the year. Uh, you I don't got, think there's any doubt about you it. You gotta think it's it's either Stefanski. I was thinking about this last night. It's either Stefanski or it's Rivera, and that's what it is. Man, you give it to Ron Rivera. Well, the thing is, so obviously Washington is not a good football team, obviously, but the fact that they're going to host a playoff game with the year that Ron, like, think about all the garbage Ron Rivera has had to like frantically work through. Um, six wins is is unbelievably impressive for Washington. I think, given what they've been up against this year, you know, I uh, I can't like, disagree with that. Like the the Rivera fought cancer. He fought. He had what? Like he he played three separate quarterbacks this year. Um, had literally a like dealt with a an entire front office meltdown released their like their the future face of their franchise had a quarterback that like almost was dead two years ago and they're going to be in the playoffs name name me another coach that doesn't have a zero win football season given those circumstances i mean you're right like every (laughs) every point that you're making is valid it is like the dude was the dude was getting like um was he? Uh, it wasn't blood. Te- yeah, it was, well, he was getting chemo, but he he was getting like shots to like get him through football games. Like, look, I. <laughs> it's if it's I, not coach of the year, it's the grittiest coaching performance in an entire season in NFL history. And okay, period. I'll give you that. <laughs> but but the thing is, the thing is about Stefanski that I don't think can can be understated. Yeah, this team won zero games three years yeah. ago. Which that's I think Stefanski deserves it one hundred percent. Um, but I definitely would get like some sort of honorable mention to Rivera on this one. <laughs> Maybe there'll be co-coaches of the year. Ooh. Could you see that happening? Perhaps. No. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, look, I mean, this, the Browns narrowly squeaked by though. 24, 22, I took Mason Rudolph sailing a two point conversion pass over the head of whoever the hell he was throwing it was to. It Claypool, I think. Um, I think so. I think it was Claypool. <laughs> and, uh, so like, Look, Mason Rudolph didn't he didn't play bad, but he, did, he obviously didn't, he didn't, didn't play good. Game. Yeah, like it wasn't like it was like wow, Mason Rudolph is going to field a lot of offers in the offseason. Yeah. No. 
Mason Rudolph can win you a game. He can win you two games. Mason Rudolph isn't the quarterback that's going to win you 12, 13 games. It's not going to happen. Yeah. And I think there's enough of a sample size. You had all of last year to prove what you could do. You know? Like right now, there's a lot of backups in the NFL I would take before Mason Rudolph. Yep. Dare I say almost all of them. Yeah. I mean. Probably at least 25 of them. (laughs) I don't know. John Wolford yesterday for the Rams or whoever the fuck played quarterback for the Cardinals. Yikes. The only cool about that guy is he's got tattoos on his arm. The only thing that's cool about him because his play left a lot to be desired. I didn't get to see that game, but I saw the highlights of it, and their throws were freaking hysterical, dude. Like, it was awesome. Okay, so this is – obviously, this – Arizona is so built on Kyler Murray, it's ridiculous. But, but, I mean, look, Baker Mayfield goes out there, he takes care of business, which is half the battle. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, you got, it doesn't matter how you do it. Again, the, the best advice, or not even advice, the best thing I've, I think I've ever heard is there's no pictures with the standings. Yeah. True. The only thing that matters is the win and the loss column. This team's 11-5 and five mm-hmm. going into Pittsburgh and realistically has a chance to beat them. You know what I mean? And yeah. so yep. we'll play close to the vest for right now. But, like, look, Roethlisberger – and you know, full complement of weapons, Watt, Roethlisberger, things like that. The outcome might be a little bit different, but how the Steelers played down the stretch, do you have any confidence in that? No, not even a little no, bit. I don't not I don't either. Like, look, the fact is this team was eleven and zero, and they finished the season twelve and four. Mm-hmm. Not good. They were eleven and zero and they finished the season twelve and four. Not good. Not exactly the way you want to stumble into the postseason. Mm-hmm. And now they gotta play Cleveland, a three six matchup. Yeah. Okay. Well, so also talking I about mean, like talking about break like not like everyone brought up the you know the week four by thing all that fun stuff like you're just gonna be tired like you lost that first round by that was gonna be the most valuable thing in Steelers history yep. for this season like um, yep. So I don't know I'm I'm not convinced on this one I think it's gonna be gonna go out we'll we'll, we'll we'll get there we'll get there Yeah Yeah So I mean look. The Browns go out there, they take care of business. Now, I guess another question now posed for the Browns, because this is what happens when you win, Browns fans, for those who don't know. Now you have to question, OBJ hasn't been on the field since about week seven. Yeah. Right? and Do even, you need him? No, and even before then, um, like before him going out this year, that team always looked a little better with him off the field. Um, which I'm a big Odell Beckham Jr. fan. Like I love him. Um, uh-huh. but yeah, I just I don't. I think there's a little bit of the case of too many cooks in the kitchen. Um, with him on the field, and I don't know if there's like a if Baker feels obligated to try and get him as many touches in a game or what. Um, mm-hmm. but it just feels like there's a little bit of a disconnect on that offense with him on the field, which is a bummer because on paper that team should be like should put up 60 points a game with him on the field. Bro, tell me I'm the fucking man. <laughs> tell me I'm the man. Yeah. It was week seven. Yeah. I totally just guessed that. <laughs> it was week seven that he got hurt. Um, but the thing is, is, Odell has three years remaining on a five-year $90 million contract. Oh, man. He's, he's, he's going to make $15 million next year, mm-hmm. and $12 million of it becomes fully guaranteed. So... You have to kind of ask yourself. Yeah. You have to really do some soul searching here well, and say, you know, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, the tough thing on this one is, 
You know, is, is he coming back for playoffs at all? Does it say on the report? No, no, he tore his ACL. Oh he's yeah, gone. he gone. Um, yeah, he gone. I was gonna say yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if he's on the block this off season. I mean, look, you could probably get some pretty hellacious draft capital for him, especially yeah. if he goes to the right situation. Because there's, there's, this isn't like a put a fork in him and he's done situation. Like OBJ still has has miles on the tires. Like he, he's he's gonna he. I think that wherever he goes, he's he's gonna be able to make a big impact, one hundred percent. So I, I tend to agree with you, mm-hmm. but also this is a very what have you done for me lately kind of league. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got a lot to prove. I think he's got a lot to prove. Which to I, I think that's where he I think fresh start, new team. Um I think that he comes at he comes back at it with like a more of a hungry dog, sort of like, okay, like I, I, I I'll show you. Like I'm I'm still here, sort of thing. I think I mean hey. I think he'd go after the thing that I'm bummed out about is like I really think the early era of the of his time with the Browns really just like I think maybe it hurt confidence or something. I think that if Stefanski is there from day one, where if it's like um, the him, Baker, Jarvis Landry, like when that kind of super offense on paper was brought to the table, I think if Stefanski is there from day one, like OBJ is still top of the league. I mean, who knows at this yeah. point? Because even Shane, they had. It's all hypothetical, yeah. Look, they had a sample size early this year. He didn't get hurt till week seven. Yeah. Stefanski had plenty of time, you know, to get him the ball and things like that. It just felt like Baker was forcing the ball there all year. Yeah. Until he gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden, Baker Mayfield runs the offense like he's supposed to. Yeah. You know, and 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 now what has that gotten you? Eleven wins, an eleven and five season. Yeah. And now, look, there's going to be a lot of quarterbacks that get paid this offseason. I got three of them on my mind right now. Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, and Lamar Jackson are all up for extensions. Yeah. You tell me they don't all get nine figures. Baker, I do. Baker's getting paid for sure. For I sure. do. I, I think that he I think he played himself into that mega contract. Yeah. I think he did. Um I think Josh Allen is probably gonna make he's probably gonna beat Deshaun Watson, who got two hundred and fifty million. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I, I think that I think that if if Josh Allen goes out there and he wins a couple of I'm not saying he has got to win the Super Bowl. Even if he get if he gets the AFC Championship, he's getting broken yep. off. I think I uh, I mean, I still think they do regardless, mm-hmm. but I think that um so Deshaun Watson got uh 4 years 156 million and uh look, I, I that's the richest contract in the NFL besides Look, nobody's going to touch Mahomes, nobody. Yeah. That's just an unspoken at this point. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. The uh, the cap jujitsu they had to do to fit that contract <laughs> on there um, is something that I'll. That I feel like in year seven and eight they're going to be hurting big time. But mm-hmm. uh, I think that uh, look, I, I think it all comes down to what kind of what what Browns team are we going to get. Yeah. Are we going to get this Browns team that runs the offense really efficiently, mm-hmm. uh, can throw the ball when they need to, can play out of play action, can really make it look easy? Or are we going to get that Browns team that's easily flustered? Yeah. You know, when they play kind of the big brother, if you will, yeah. uh, in the Steelers. So um, it's going to be interesting for sure. Uh, you know, and, and I'm excited for it. Yeah. I'm excited for all the games Wild Card Weekend because I think they all have. They're going to be awesome. Really They're going to be awesome. I mean, look, I these think. are. It's because these are playoff teams, mm-hmm. and that's what's supposed to be. So, yep. um, 
But we, 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 we go from there, Shane. We, we, we talked about the Browns and the Steelers, two AFC, you know, just powerhouses, it seems like, this year. And we go to the Titans and Texans, who Texans, Deshaun Watson's been playing his ass off all year. <laughs> playing his ass off. It had his best statistical season. The, the team went 4-12. and mm-hmm. So I, I, think that, uh, I think that tells you that, boy, the, the issues are not with the quarterback. Yeah. The issues are everywhere else. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and we'll never know if if I you're gonna answer this for me, but we'll never know if DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson was a good trade. Um It was a it was a hellacious trade. <laughs> all right. Well I'll give you that. Um, like when it was falling out of my mouth, I didn't like it. Yeah. Like, I didn't well, like that. Well the know, thing but... the thing on this, like so this game a couple things. One, um, the Titans with the bank shot field goal to win is insane. Yeah, um, that's sick. That's like sick. the shot of, of uh, uh, Derrick Henry saying he missed it, and then almost immediately being like, "Oh, like, like surprised yeah, yeah. by it." Um, two, Derrick Henry is a grown man. Um, a grown man. Um, you want to hear the stats? It's gonna blow your mind, bro. Me, I heard me. it today on ESPN. If, <laughs> if. Derrick Henry only played the second half for the Titans, not the first half of any of their games, just the second half. Mm-hmm. So Derrick Henry was benched until the third quarter in all the games, right? He's still the fourth leading rusher in the NFL. Jeez, man. He had 1,000. He had like 1,000, like 68 yards just in the second half. That's- so you tell me who gets stronger as the game goes on. That's insane, that, man. That dude's a wrecking ball. Yeah. He's the he's one of the best power backs I've ever seen. Ever. Ever. I mean, he can truck you, he can run you over, and he can run like a fucking gazelle. Dude, dude. he's fast. I mean, he yeah, outruns yeah, defense. Um that like um and the cool thing is I feel like Tannehill's kind of in the spot where he's like, Okay, cool. Like, this isn't my team. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> like Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I'm cool with that, you know? And uh, that, thing although that, I, that freaking dime to AJ Brown was, can we just talk about, I, dude, I don't know whether to compliment Tannehill to AJ Brown to, to kind of pretty much set him up for a field goal range or just completely shit all over whatever Houston was doing on defense. <laughs> it's Bro. a little bit of both, but I mean, that throw was like, that throw and catch was clutch. That throw was perfect. Clutch. Throw was, it was a perfect throw. Yep. And it was a perfect catch. And, I think Rich Gannon said it perfectly on the broadcast. He said, that's why you love those big guys that can run fast. Because mm-hmm. those contested balls, they're always there, man. Yeah. Julio Jones, DK Metcalf, yeah. AJ Brown, who, scarily enough, they played on the same old Miss team. Which is Boy, hilarious. That's, that's <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Imagine a cornerback. What the fuck am I supposed to do? I got the Brothers of Destruction over here. It's like, we got, the, know, we got the brother to, Brothers of Descru- Destruction, and I am... I am a cornerback for the yeah. Atlanta Institute of Automotive Technology uh-huh. playing cornerback against Ole Miss. That's what I'm saying, bro. But but nobody ever listens to me because everyone just loves college football or whatever for some fucking reason. <laughs> but uh, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. But Tennessee, you know what? I got to give a lot of props to, to Tannehill. You know, Michael, big, big friend. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a big fan of Michael. I'm a big fan of Michael Rowe. Yeah. Big Titans guy. Mm. You know, and I've been shitting on Tannehill all year. I said, it's Derrick's Henry team. Tannehill showed me something yesterday. Mm-hmm. 
He showed me that once you get out of Adam Gase's fucking offense, you can do anything you yeah. want to. Yeah. <clears throat> and I don't think there's a bigger indictment on Adam Gase than Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Well, I now we'll, we'll see what happens with, with Darnold here. Because if Darnold pops off, it's going to be like, oh, you literally should have never had a job in this league. Yeah. <laughs> and and I heard somebody say that uh, he'll never coach again in the NFL, which I don't know about that. Like, head coach. I, he won't head I coach know. in the league anymore. He'll he'll get a he'll get an, a coordinator job for sure. Well, Belichick's already talked about, like, fucking, you know, oh, he's done a good job in, with the Jets and shit. Like, I don't fucking huh. know, man. Whatever. <laughs> but, um, but, I mean, look, uh, the Jets are – in an utter disarray. But all I'm saying is, like, I don't think that Adam Gase is is the prime example, or Ryan Tannehill is the perfect example of why Adam Gase should not be a head coach in the NFL. Yeah. Because yep. he had Ryan Tannehill in Miami. Yeah. He did. And this Ryan Tannehill is the guy you were expecting to get when you drafted him so high. I think he went in the first round. And uh, this is the pretty sure, yeah. that you – and this is the quarterback that you are looking for. You know what I mean? Like this is the guy that um, this is the guy you were looking for coming out of that draft. Um, I believe where did he go? He went to uh, yeah. So Ryan Tannehill got picked twenty seventh overall, which I think he's already exceeding that. Yeah, uh, actually eighth. I'm sorry, I was reading that wrong. Um, he went eighth overall. So I mean, like still living I think up to he it. Went, yeah, oh, eighth yeah. overall, I'll take that. Because, yeah. look, somebody like Justin Herbert, who's uh, apparently is going to go down as one of the best quarterbacks of all time, you know, like Patrick Mahomes is is, is an outlier at 10. Deshaun Watson's an outlier at 12. Mm-hmm. Typically in the top 10, you expect these kind of results, and now you're getting it with Ryan Tannehill. So, yep. uh, look, he, he gets drafted eighth overall. Um, and so, like, look – what Tennessee's doing cannot be understated, man. They're they're a slugfest team. They're a slugfest. They're going to go in the. They're a slugfest team, and they're also a dangerous team now. I know. Um, I know. And the two most dangerous teams in in the league right now are going head to head this weekend. Mm-hmm. Baltimore and Tennessee. Yeah, those are the hottest two teams probably in the playoffs, and they got to play each other the first week. Yeah. So I mean, that's going to be an interesting game too, but. I just want to give a quick shout out to the Titans because our boy Michael, um, big Titans guy, I for a long for all year I, I kind of wavered on him, but I I think I'm all in on the Titans now, bro. Tighten up, baby. I think I'm all in, man. You know what? It's time to tighten up. They play Baltimore. Uh, we'll get to those picks a little bit later. Which Shano brings us to the coup de gras, the 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 hot topic, if you will, of the entire NFL uh, Week 17 action. As we correctly remember, I picked the Giants last week to go 6-10, and 10, but to win the division. Mm-hmm. I said that. And for that to happen, Washington had to, had to lose to the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. I made that prediction based on the fact that Doug Peterson was not going to put Nate Sudfell into the game. Whoa, 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 whoa. That, no, Lance, no, that's un, unjust because Peterson was making a uh, – you know, he was trying to put his best team on the field to win the game, is what he said. He was, he was making a a competitive decision to end that game. Do you believe that horse shit? Well, no, Doug said it. Why would I not believe it? That's very true. I mean, we're true. just supposed to believe that, you know. And, and people now putting Ron Rivera on the spot saying, hey, 
do you feel bad about that? And he goes, I don't feel bad about winning. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I mean, great, great. You know, um, let's just, uh, let's take a little deep dive into your boy, Nate Sudfeld here, who apparently, according to Doug Peterson, just because he's been there for four years, um, he deserves to get some snaps in a game <laughs> that might not matter to your team, but God damn it. This is tanking. Like this is tanking. Like this is one of the most obvious displays of tanking I've ever seen in an NFL football game, dude. It's period. ridiculous. He went in the sixth round, mm-hmm. and uh, guess who took him? I literally Washington. have no idea. <laughs> Washington took him. So what? Do you think he went? Oh man, he's really going to come out here really good. Yeah. He's going to pound a little his revenge old game here. Um, yeah, but the thing Jesus about it because yes. Jalen Hurts didn't have a crazy game against Washington, but the thing is, he did still have two touchdowns against that team. Um, ah, like they were rushing touchdowns, yeah, you know? but still a touchdown's a touchdown. So yeah, and I think you're delusional to think that Studfeld is this guy's name. Sudfeld. Sudfeld is a is it puts you in a better position to win. Like, how dumb does Doug Peterson think we are? Like that was a lay down move and everyone knows it. Like, <laughs> well, um, I don't think there's any more of an indictment than this sentence right here that I'm, I'm currently reading Shane. Mm-hmm. Some, including gang commentator, Chris Collinsworth. Yeah. I, I heard, I heard what Collinsworth like. I literally heard that live. Yep. It was wild. Yep. Suggested that it was a move by the Eagles front office to tank the game and imp- improve their order in the positioning of the NFL draft yeah, an assertion that Peterson vehemently denied because because they gained three draft spots with that loss. Yeah. Yeah. They were going to pick like uh, they're going to pick ninth now, but they were going to pick 11th or some bullshit mm-hmm. like that. But uh, regardless, regardless, I've never seen a more, I've never seen like a more gross, um, a more gross display of tanking mm-hmm. um, in my life. And, yeah. and, if that Jeffrey, if that's Jeffrey Lori's call, the owner of the Eagles, if that's his call, then you know Peterson shouldn't be under fire. But if that was Peterson's call on the fly, trying to get fired, he'd be fired today, bro. Well, what's gonna happen now like, is like, um, I don't even remember from a bunch of weeks ago. Like Jason Kelsey was, you know, had some super fiery uh, press conferences about how tanking is like the ultimate disrespect to the NFL and like all that fun stuff. Um, and man, I just like, if this was an actual Doug Peterson move, uh, prepare for that, um, that Eagles team to get blown up as far as like publishers, clearing house, every, everything must go like, yeah. Um, oh yeah. People, especially if he sticks around, just seeing every single person on that team leave. Um, because there's no way he's going to have the locker room if that was his call. There's no way. Yeah, yeah. You either you um, either lost. You're either going to lose the locker room for Doug Peterson, or that organization, or and 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 the fan base for that for that regard as well. Yeah. So I mean, it's going to be. I I don't know, dude. Like like Nate Sudfell, and you could tell like Jalen Hurts was even pissed about it. Because it's like, dude, like, what the fuck are you doing? First of all, Carson Wentz, who, for anybody not paying attention here, they're paying $150 million to, was a healthy scratch. Yeah. Was Did we if find out probably, if, if he was a scratch? Because they kind of made it seem like that was Wentz's move to 
Oh no, no, it was it was definitely a healthy scratch. I mean, I don't fucking know. I wasn't there, but mm-hmm. from what I see, I mean, I would say that that was a pretty healthy, yeah, uh, pretty healthy scratch because he looked all right. Mm-hmm. He hasn't played a game in fucking a month. Yeah. So, um, but look, I mean, the Eagles got a lot of fucking answering to do, and this sucks because this is going to take the spotlight off of Washington, bro. This is going to completely take the spotlight off of Washington because now people are just going to talk about. Doug Peterson and his inability to coach a team correctly. Well, to put some spotlight on them. Um, and again, with a grain of salt, uh, Philadelphia freaking sucks this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that Washington defensive front, man. That Chase Young is a fucking beast. He's a bro. monster. Like <laughs> he's a He's a beast. That is the only reason why I think Washington even stands a chance. Yeah. Against Tampa. Well, well, I mean, historically, Tom Brady doesn't do great under pressure. And if they can get that sort of pressure, like, they it's might... It's going to be a long day for old Tom. They might be able to get the upset if they can get marginal offensive production. Wouldn't that be fucking wild? Dude. <laughs> but no, yeah, I'm like... Which is funny, I was watching that game, and I was like, man, like, Washington might actually be closer to an upward swing than being you know, some garbage football team at this point because that defense looks half, like, half decent, actually. Yeah, they just need a quarterback that's not Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. You know, so um, what do they do in the draft? You know, well, they're in the playoffs, and so they're not going to really worry about that right now. But mm-hmm. I can see Washington being a place for a Cam Newton to go yeah, or um, for somebody that just some free agents is looking to prove themselves. Mm-hmm. I think Washington's a good destination for that, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I could be wrong, but uh, I'd say for the most part that uh, at this point, Cam Newton would pretty much take anywhere where he didn't have to be a backup. Well, I mean, plus with the Riverboat Ron connection, yeah, it could yeah, work. I mean, it could because I think that's the big thing with with came up in New England is they had no idea how to use him. Obviously, Ron Rivera got good seasons out of Cam Newton, so it mm-hmm. could make sense. They could potentially not have a quarterback on this roster into the offseason because I if I was Alex Smith I'd retire after this year um, <laughs> that's it man I'm not even gonna risk the leg like, anymore not like and that's not even because of him playing like not playing well he did everything he did to prove that he still got it like what like he's I gonna be comeback of the player of the year he has like, to be for sure, he, right? he had comeback player of the year before he even took that first snap um I think, I think they should name the fucking award after him yep. for being honest I, I like, 100% agree with you on that one. Um, like the Alex Smith comeback player of the yeah. year award. But no, wa- I'm I'm really watching for Cam Newton to go to Washington. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be in, – and throughout the offseason, we're going to do all the speculation for you, so you don't have to. Yep. You can just listen to us, um, just bring you the, the best and all that. But, uh, but Shane, I mean, look, it, obviously tanking for the Eagles, but, but good on the football team getting in the playoffs and mm-hmm. – now they have a tough test against Tampa Bay there. But uh, a few other things I wanted to touch on from Week 17 before I uh, we start our little victory lap here. Um, first off, uh, Detroit and Minnesota had one of the most egregious fucking roughing the passer calls I've ever seen. Dude. Yep. Like, ridiculously light. Yeah. I mean, just light, man. Well, that was, like, that was literally a tackle. <laughs> you're killing me with this. You're ki- and it cost Detroit the fucking game, bro. Yeah. Cost them the game. Yep. And so, 
I think the NFL has a lot of explaining to do mm-hmm. on what roughing the passer is and what roughing the passer isn't. Yeah. Because that definitely is not what roughing the passer is, at least yeah. my understanding of the rule. Well, even like the, the, the announcers during the game were like, uh. <laughs> like, yeah, like, what are you talking about, bro? Yeah. There's no way that that is roughing the passer. There's yeah. no fucking way. That, that, was one of, that was one of the worst blown calls I've seen in a long time, to be honest with you. That's not a blown call. That's a call. Yeah. A well, blown call would be I mean, like, yeah, wow. Like, like uh, a blown call is like that P.I. in yeah. New Orleans and the, the Rams that sent the Rams. Yeah. That's a blown call. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, two teams that had nothing to play for it might have been the most entertaining game of the day. True. <laughs> 37-35, the Vikings win. Uh, what's going to happen with Kirk Cousins and them? I don't know, bro. They're just going to have to wait and see. Yep. You know, I don't think they get rid of it. They just re-signed Kirk Cousins, so I don't yeah. think they're going to get rid of him. But Matty Stafford. Very true. Yeah. I mean uh, – uh, one of the uh, one of the hot takes today that I heard on uh, my way to work was, at or either of the match rules, Matt Stafford or Matt Ryan with either of their teams next season. Nope. Yeah, I don't think so. Either. I don't think so. so. Um, the Jets and the Patriots. I mean, look, the Patriots come out, they win the game, good on them. They're seven and nine to end the season. The Jets played tough, but they're two and fourteen. Um, so I mean, look, I, I think both of these teams have some soul searching to do. What are the Jets going to do a quarterback? Nobody fucking knows. Mm-hmm. What are the Patriots going to do a quarterback? Nobody fucking knows. It's going to be an interesting offseason for both of these teams. See if Belichick can get kind of back in the driver's seat. You yeah. know? Um, the Bills, look, the one thing about the picks you did get right, buddy. The Bills absolutely destroyed Miami. <laughs> and it wasn't even close. <laughs> they put a 50-burger yeah. up on that defense. It's a tough I was five. Say, yeah, on a good defense, yeah. Yeah, Josh Allen just made it look like he just made a rain out there. Now, yeah. I'm going to try to kind of – I think I'm going to try to, like, pull back my excitement for Buffalo. I want them to go to the fucking Super Bowl, bro. Mm-hmm. But they're going to have their hands full this week with Indianapolis, you know, week one. So, yeah. um, it's going to be interesting. I think Josh Allen looks like a star. I think he's going to get paid big he time. looks like a star, office. and he looks like he's getting hot at the right time. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be, I mean, look, besides that Hail Mary in Arizona, they probably, they, I think they win like 10 in a row. So, yeah, you know what I mean? So you got to, you got to just, because I remember that game because they were seven and two going into it. Mm-hmm. Could have went eight and two, but ended up being seven and three, but they haven't lost a game since. So, yeah. Um, Jacksonville's pitiful. They went one, they went one and 15 this season. The Colts just fucking railroad them. Um, Michael was very excited about that one, wasn't he? Yeah, he was pretty pumped in the group chat. Um, yeah, pretty pumped. But, I mean, yeah, so um, the Ravens going to Cincinnati, whoop that ass, 38-3. Cincinnati didn't put up a fight, man. Zach, like, Taylor, the Ravens look like Zach Taylor also not losing his job in a wild yeah. move. I saw someone, saw I forget where it was on Twitter, but someone said um, the reason why Zach Taylor didn't lose his job is because uh, uh, Joe Burrow has one more ACL to break. Uh huh. Um, so, I mean, that's you can't. You have a hard time like disagreeing with that because this guy made Joe Burrow throw the ball fifty fucking times as a rookie mm-hmm. against uh, behind that offensive line. Yeah. When we were calling, and we're not NFL coaches, but we were calling for him to at least sit him down. Mm-hmm. Hey man, at least give him some time to kind of, you know, just adjust or whatever. You know. Yeah. So, um, but the Rams and the Cardinals. John Wolford and uh, whoever played fucking quarterback for the Cardinals. This game was boring as hell. Both these, well, the Rams limp into the playoffs. The Cardinals missed it completely. Yeah. 
big whiff by your boy Shane here. But uh, hey, we'll get him next year. Yeah. Uh, and then the Rams, I mean, they're going to limp into the playoffs. They play Seattle. <laughs> you think they really want to play Seattle? Although, Russell Wilson hasn't really looked that hot of late. Is, are they still going to have uh, Wolford in? I think Jared Goff is going to try to play. Yeah, horse apiece, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. But who knows at this fucking point. Um, the Saints take care of business with absolutely no running backs. Uh, Alvin Kamara test positive for covid all the other running backs get uh, the contact well, tracing. Let's also let's pump the brakes a little bit on the no running backs thing. Taysom Hill basically is a running back, and then Ty Montgomery has been running in that like H back, like kind of hybrid position as well. So it's like they had like kind of running backs. Well, I can see that, but uh, Ty Montgomery did go over a hundred yards, which mm-hmm. I thought was kind of impressive. Yeah, you know what I mean, like he still ran for a hundred. It's not like you're missing your quarterback, <clears throat> Denver. But um, I think that um, the Saints look like the, the Saints look like a good team going into the playoffs. But I could also see them getting tripped up. Yeah, I, I like, think I think they'll get tripped up. Yeah, I think so too. I don't think this looks like a Super Bowl team to nope. me. And Carolina finishes five and eleven, and just dude, who fucking knows? Teddy Bridgewater is Teddy Checkdown, buddy. Mm-hmm. Woo! Yeah, my God. You need somebody that can throw the ball. Give PJ Walker a season. See how he does. Yeah, he didn't you know? look. He didn't. He didn't look too bad when he had playing time this year. Yeah, he had a little bit. Um, Packers take care of business. They beat the Bears, but the Bears still get in because of the Cardinals' loss. Mm-hmm. So the Bears are still in the playoffs. They play uh, New Orleans. You know, and and uh, so that should be an interesting game for sure. But the Packers look like the best team in football. I think Aaron Rodgers sewed up the MVP. Yep. Uh, oh, with yeah. that performance. He had the quietest 49 touchdown season ever. I also looked up. He had – so here's the thing that gets me. 40, it, was, it was 48 or 49. I think it was 48 touchdown passes, five interceptions. Boy, that ratio is fucking insane. Which is it? literally the craziest stat line I've ever seen in my entire life. Yep. Like, <laughs> You're never used to seeing those in single digits, yeah. man. It's, uh, but, uh, yeah, the Packers take care of business, and they're the one seed. They don't have to play this weekend, so mm. – Good on them. Yep. Uh, the Chargers go in and they punk the Chiefs out. Now, this is a Chiefs team probably at about 50% of power. Yeah. No Mahomes, no Kelsey, no Tyreek Hill. The Chargers win 38-21. Anthony Lynn then gets fired um, today. But, uh, look, I think that, that that was writing on the wall as soon as you saw how good Justin Herbert is. Yeah. Because yep. you're going to go into this season going – Wow, we could really attract some some high coaches, some yeah. high name coaches. Again, don't be surprised, Sean McVay. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. He leaves <laughs> you, the Rams. Go. You, you think if Herbert had a mediocre, typical rookie season, um, is Anthony Lynn gone still? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I still do because I think that they underachieved, and and if Herbert played. Worse than what he did, this team would be like four and twelve. True, you know. So he kept them in a lot of games, and he won them a lot of games. So mm-hmm. big shout out to the Chargers. What a way to go out, man! Yeah, You're really, just taking care of business, winning your last four. So uh, Seahawks beat the 49ers. Now the 49ers did have C.J. Beathard in a quarterback who mm-hmm. went to the University of Iowa, but that's about the most notable thing about the him. University of Iowa. The University of Iowa. Um, and but the Seahawks go in there and they take care of business. Now it's going to be interesting to kind of see how how they play out. They play the Rams. I mean, that's a tough game. Yeah, tough game. Mm-hmm. So 
It's going to be very interesting to see how that one plays out. And then uh, week 17, the last game we didn't get to, the Raiders beat the Broncos in a meaningless game. The Broncos attempted field goals of 70 and 63 in this game. (laughs) Both of which were? Misses. No, they were both blocked. Oh, if that doesn't sum up the Broncos season, I don't know what does. Uh Uh-huh. You went for a 70-yard field goal. And had it blocked. (laughs) Come on, man. Hold on. What yard line is a 70-yard field goal on? That'd be what, from like, you'd be behind the logo at midfield. Yeah, dude, you'd be on the other side of midfield. You'd be be on the other 45, I think. Uh, So, let's see here. Because plus 10 for the the end zone, and then plus like another like five-ish yards for the hold. Yeah, about that. Um, So, I think that... uh, you know, probably we'll just call it the forty-five yard line on your forty-five yard line. Because, you expect to make a field goal because that literally, lol. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, why not? You're in fucking Denver. Why not try to kick a seventy-yard field goal? You know, like why the fuck not? But look, wow. he, he, both of them. And were then, right? and then, uh, John Elway got a promotion. So you know, yes, he did. Yes, he did. So <laughs> at least you're going to be looking for a new GM. He doesn't have to keep fishing for quarterbacks trying to find. The second coming of yeah, him. Yeah, now he so. just now he's just the VP of player personnel. So, yep. yeah, that's just how it now works. he has less power, right? Wait, yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's less power, but a, a nice way to put it, because apparently Elway's fucking untouchable, untouchable, unbelievable man. But uh, but yeah, I mean that kind of wraps wraps up week 17. Obviously, we're gonna get into how we picked and things like that, and uh, get into our playoff picks and see how right we're gonna be. But Shane, before we do that, buddy, I got a little axe to grind here. Played NBA fantasy basketball this year for the first time ever. Same. No Same. fucking idea how this works. Uh, yeah, I literally have no idea what the point scoring system looks like. I said, um, Steph Curry got me like seventy the other night, which was which was nice. Um, yeah, like I literally have no idea how this how the scoring on this works. No idea. All right, so so you know what we're going to we're going to run this down live on the air. Uh-huh. All right. Um. Look, there's a lot. So, obviously, fantasy basketball, you got to bring the heat. My name, Long Dong Silver. Okay. I mean, it's gotta, you got to bring the heat. I got Kyle Ra- Lowry, Eric Bledsoe, LeBron James, some guy named John Collins, who, not the John Collins, but yeah, uh, Mitchell Robinson and Lonzo Ball and Paul George. I don't know if any of these players are good. <laughs> no idea. And I don't know how it scored. Like I had like a thousand points and I lost. Yeah, is this scored over a week? So I think you have um, two to three game spreads. So it's like you have to set your game. Like you're up against. I think it might be two games actually, or like two, every two days. So it's like once everyone in the lineup plays, that's that's a week. I think. Um, fucking weird, man. No idea. I'm in the same league with Lance here. Also, my first year doing. Um. Doing By the way, if you know how to play NBA fantasy basketball, hit us up at Twitter. Yeah, on Twitter at, at Twitter. <laughs> Tweet at yeah. Twitter to tell us. Yeah, how and goes. then um, at Field, So but yeah, I, I got the I'm the Drew Holiday in. Uh, you know, like the old is that Chingy that old song? Um, Jesus. Christ. Obviously, I got Drew Holiday. Um, I have two Wright and Grant. I have no idea who these guys are. Uh, from the Pistons, which I'm learning is a bad thing. Uh, um, Draymond Green, Joel Embiid, 
um, Seth, or Steph Curry, uh, Montrez Harrell, who's playing for the Lakers right now, James Harden. Um, team's not too shabby. Starting off a little bit slow here. We we do have a z- zero and two record, but yo, yeah, we, we gotta get. Too. We're gonna get hot at the right time, though. That's how this team works. Real gritty operation over here. Um, we're hitting our stride. We're getting yeah. our chemistry. We didn't really have an off season this year, so we're gonna get there. Me and Shane are the New York Jets of the fantasy basketball. Speak for yourself. Um, uh, I'm definitely tanking. I, gotta get um, that draft pick for next year. Gotta raise that. Gotta draft get that dunk. draft pick for fucking next year, bro. Yep. You know, like fucking a. So I just wanted to take a minute here and just uh, really SOS. <laughs> if you can help me play fantasy basketball, please do. Because I have no fucking idea how any of this works. So uh, this is a big shout out uh, to anybody, anybody here. Come on, please, man, help us out. So, um, kind of a shorter episode today, Shane. We I felt like uh, it's time to give people a break, buddy. So yeah. we're just gonna get into the playoff picks here. We're gonna get into Shane Stradamus, and we're gonna get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. So we we gotta know at least the the final with the with the last. Oh, don't worry, don't oh. worry. We're about to talk about that right you, now, buddy. So, you, you got me on the edge of my seat right here. So, um, so obviously throughout the regular season, me and Shane have been picking these games, man. Mm-hmm. We've been kind of just going through it, you know, like this is what it's going to be and, and things like that. Just picking it just purely based on who we thought was going to win. I mean, that's how you make picks, right? That's mm-hmm. how you. I uh, I got to say, man, this was very tightly contested. You had a four-game lead, Shane. A four-game lead with two to play. With three to play. I'm sorry. You had a four-game lead with three to play. All right? I'm happy to announce. Shane, you went 11-5 and five this week, buddy. Okay. Not bad. Not too bad. On the season, 142-63. and 63. I really commend you for being... You're truly Shane Stradamus this year, my friend. You really are. Mm-hmm. Too bad I went 13-3, and three, motherfucker, and went 144-61, and 61, end with a two-game lead. Um, mm. Recount. Mm. I demand a recount. Uh, look, uh, why don't you ask me to find 11,000 votes? Yeah, hey, just find – I need you to – okay, look. I need you to find 11,000 games – that proves that I won by 11,000 games. Okay. All right. So um, while we're working on that, though, I went 13-3, and three, but there were a couple of standout I moments during won. our picks last week. You won a couple of times. No, I still won overall for the year. Okay. Um, Shane totally called the Bills absolutely destroying the Dolphins. Yep. And they did just that. Put 56 up on. That's going to be like, Shane, that's at least plus three games, probably. I wouldn't go that far. But um, Shane also had no faith in the Pittsburgh Steelers. Big shout out on that one. Um, Which that's also probably plus another half game. Yep. Yep. I yeah. slipped up. I took Chicago against Green Bay like an idiot. Which that's probably like Fuck. minus two games for you because that's a dumb move. Yeah. And then I took uh, Washington. I took. Uh, the Eagles actually act like they're trying to play the game and, uh, you know, not absolutely disgrace everything. Like, dude, the thing about which, the Eagles, which so I fun. called Washington, like I called Philadelphia trying to tank. So that's probably another plus two for me. Look, man, I, uh, I won. Oh man. There's so much to get into this, but I will just, I'll, I'll just say this. I will just say this, my friend. 
All right. I've never heard a coach or a team, and this ties into the heel of the week, just heads up. I've never heard a coach or a team get called a disgrace so much in my life. Yeah, it's a big one. That's a heavy one. An absolute disgrace. You're a disgrace to the game. That is that is as I mean, as strong of a take as you can really give somebody. You're a disgrace to the game. Um unbelievable oh my god uh joe judge has come out and said that his belief that it would be disrespectful to his players in the entire league to play like the eagles did last night that right i can't wait to that first eagles uh giants game next oh, year god fucking, <laughs> fucking anyway back to these picks look i went 13 to 3 finish out strong baby mm-hmm. you know 144 and 61 for the season. I am okay with that. Yeah, we're we're pretty good at this. We're pretty dang good at this. You know what? Just listen to us all the time. Let's see what that winning percentage is. Uh, let's see here. Talk uh, talk amongst yourselves. Yeah, uh, but no, I I think that uh, I think that uh, I'm pretty happy with how it all kind of turned out. Man. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not gonna lie. Yep. Um. So let's see here. Winning percent calculator. Let's do it. How many wins did I have? 144. How many losses? 61. Let's 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 tabulate it up here. That is uh a seven a point seven zero two winning percentage. Dang. Oh my. Oh my. Oh my friend. Not too shabs. Not too shabs. Uh, no, so you would be about 66 or so, which, again, still good. nothing to be shabby about. Yeah. Hell no. And we're just going to continue that right now, buddy, with our playoff picks. And Shane, oh, my God, dude. There's a lot to kind of break down, but we're going to break them down right now, starting with Saturday at 1 o'clock, Shano. Mm-hmm. It's the Colts traveling to Buffalo to try to take down the number two seed. Who you got in this game? Look, I'm high. I'm I'm pretty dang high on, on the Colts on this one. Um Defense is playing pretty dang well. Phillip Rivers, um, the noodle arm doesn't look as noodly. Um, even some great play from the rookie running backs as well on this one. Um, I'm going Bills. Because um, the, <laughs> the Bills are unstoppable right now by the looks of it. I'm also going to take the Bills, but I definitely thought you were going to take the Colts right now. Oh, nice, nice in the bids, we call that a setup. Um, nice, uh, yeah, nice sleight of hand there, but... Uh, yeah, I think the Bills go in there. Now, do I think they win dominantly like they did in Miami? Yeah, it's no. going to be a barn burner, I think. I think it's going to be a good game, a, a nice physical matchup. Uh, I do think the Bills come out on top because it just comes down to the quarterbacks. I think Josh Allen is better than Philip Rivers. Yeah. It's yep. The, the long skinny of it. Yeah. Um, at 440 on Saturday, we got the Rams traveling to Seattle to take on the Seahawks for the third time this year. These two teams are going to face off. Shane, who you got in this one? Uh, Seattle. Um, I just think they're going to find their playoff stride. This is kind of the difference between the, the, the great franchises and the good franchises. Um, I just think that Seattle as a organization is more prepared for the playoffs. Um, I am actually... I'm going to go to the Rams on this one, I think. Interesting. I, th- I think that Sean McVay has a lot to prove. And I think that he has the opportunity here with Jared Goff's, you know, kind of being up in the air. You got John Wolford. This is Sean McVay's time to strike. And I think they might do it. And I think they knock off Seattle in a kind of a surprising 
kind of my upset pick of the week. I don't hate that take. I'm still siding with Seattle, but no, I, I think this might be one of the best games of the week, to be honest with you. Not the Absolutely. game of the week, but I think this has the potential to be one of the most entertaining games. So, uh, I said that that was the upset pick of the week, Shane, but uh, Tampa Bay and Washington on Saturday at 8 o'clock. Do you give Washington any chance in this game? Um, I do give them a chance. I am going to pick the Buccaneers on this one, but I, I am going to double circle this game because I could see this one going to upset City, and I could see Washington taking it. Yeah, I'm in the same exact boat. I think the Bucks are going to end up winning, mm-hmm. but I can see Washington. It wouldn't stun me if Washington wins. Yeah, it just wouldn't stun me. You know, so I, I think that uh, I think it's going to be very interesting either way. Mm-hmm. But I think that Tampa Bay comes out and they, they do what they have to do to take care of business yeah. and uh, advance in the playoffs there. So uh, on Sunday now at one o'clock we have the Ravens traveling to Tennessee in what is to me the hardest game to pick of the entire playoff picture. So, Shane, who you got in this one? Um, I'm going to go Tennessee on this one. Whoa! Um, because I think, man, in that same season, like, I mean, we we went off the Derrick Henry stuff. These teams are built pretty similarly. Um, but the one thing that Baltimore does not have is a Derrick Henry. Um, and we saw all, all last year in the playoffs where Henry got super, super hot. Um and just wore teams down. And I think, I don't know, I just think the Titans can pull it out here. Um, and also I'm going to give them the Michael Rowe bump on this one. I, I think they pull this one out. Mm. I definitely am going the other way. I think the Ravens are the hottest team in the playoffs. Would not be stunned if they are the Super Bowl representative in the AFC. Wouldn't shock me a bit. Hmm. Um, I think they're getting hot at the right time, and I think Lamar Jackson's kind of finding that little – Swagger again, so I'm going to take the Ravens here on kind of a kind of a one that I'm I'm not too sure of, but I figured I would just exercise uh, and err on the side of caution and just pick against you. So uh, that's what we have done here. Okay. So, okay. Uh, next, we have at Sunday at four o'clock, we have Chicago traveling to New Orleans. Shane, who you got in this one? I'm going to go with New Orleans. Um... But I also have this one circled. I could see the, the Bears taking this one. Like, I, I'm i going to be honest with you. When I opened up my mouth to say this, I almost said Chicago. I think, like, this game could go either way, I think. I think I am going to actually take the Bucks here. Or the Bears here. Okay. I'm sorry. No. I think I'm going to take the Bears here. I, I don't know. I just have a feeling about the Saints team that doesn't – there's just something that rubs yeah. me the wrong way about it. Yeah. Honestly, too, you you could ask me in half an hour, and I might say Bears. Um, yeah, I think Drew Brees is is is. I don't know what's going to happen with that. You know, you have that, and then you have the Alvin Kamara. Is he going to play? Mm-hmm. You know, is this are the running backs going to be back? Is Michael Thomas going to play? Too many questions. I think that Chicago defense is very underrated. Yeah, Mr. Biscuit just just doesn't turn the football over. Yeah. I could see the Bears winning this game. Yeah. 100%. I think they get squashed in the second round, but uh, who knows? Yeah. You know, so uh, which brings us to the uh, you know the the finale and the and the uh, finality for a lot of people, man. It is Cleveland and it is Pittsburgh, and it doesn't get any more AFC North than that, my friend. Yeah, Shane, we've been teasing it, teasing it, teasing it. 
Who do you have in this game? So th- this this is this is wild because obviously we know where the Steelers franchise is at this moment. Um, it is playoff time, which is where the Steelers historically turn it on, no matter where they're ra- ranked. Um, mm-hmm. On the flip end of it, uh, the Browns. This is this is gonna be this is the biggest game in Browns history. Um, mm-hmm. uh, like, and that's not me being silly. Like, actually, like, it's been what since the night or. 2002 or three. 2002. Yeah. Um, since the Browns have been in the playoffs, um, mm-hmm. they're playing the Steelers in Pittsburgh. This is the bi- biggest, biggest game in Browns football history. Um, and with that, we're going Browns. Um, wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I think I think that they're, I think they're going to come in with a mountain-sized chip on their shoulder. Um, and I, I think they pull it out. I think it's going to be a super ugly, you know, teeth getting knocked out sort of game. Um, but I think the Browns pull this one out. Man, that is tough, tough, tough. Oh, man, I can't believe this is the hardest game. This is one of the hardest games to pick. I think I'm going to pick the fucking Browns too, bro. <laughs> I just think the Steelers are just – the, the, I don't know they're, what the they're hell limping. Is going on. They're limping yeah. right now. And I don't know what the hell. But with that prediction, though, I mean, with us both taking the Browns, that means they would play the Chiefs. Um, they would play the Chiefs in the second round. Now, yeah. under no circumstances do I think they win that game. No, zero. But, um, but yeah, it would be the Browns and the Chiefs, and then you pick the Titans. It would be the Titans and the Bills. I took the Ravens and the Bills. So. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I, I think that we both didn't pick the Colts, which is the the lowest remaining seed. So the chiefs would play them by virtue of our picks. That means they would play the uh, Cleveland Browns going to Kansas city. That's a tough ask, uh, for anybody to, to really, honestly, uh, I think that regardless, even if they just win the first round game, I still think that Cleveland burns to the ground out of joy. Um, yeah. (laughs) Even if they, well, I've said this, they knocked Pittsburgh out of the playoffs, and that's their Super Bowl. Yep, that's their Super Bowl. Even if they don't win it, yeah, it'd still be like, okay, you know, that's fine. And, and like that's we still kind, knocked, and, and that's kind of why I could see Pittsburgh thinking about the next game a little bit in the moment, and I think that Browns players are going to literally try and die in Heinz Field to, to win that game. We're going to leave it all behind, yep. man. We're going to leave it all here, you know? Yeah. Um, with those picks being said, uh, I would have the Bears traveling to Green Bay to take on the Packers. That's a tough game. Uh, and then I would have the Rams and the Buccaneers in, in the divisional round. You would have uh, – who was it? You picked Seattle, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you would have Tampa Bay going to Green Bay to take on the one seed. And then uh, you would have Seattle and New Orleans playing in the divisional round, which I think would be a good – matchup all around so look i mean i defeated you in the regular season i expect no less in the playoffs here we're actually opposing on three of these games so one of us is going to be you know but we're just going to have to kind of wait and see how that all plays out right Mm -hmm. yeah my man my man so uh with that we got to rub the lamp again this week now i know what you've been saying and shit i know um look lance you know this Shane stradamus guy he comes in here talks a bunch of shit and then he leaves and that's it you know you don't get any answers from him but this week i feel like this is the week guys i feel like this is the week we can be very excited about getting some uh just some straight up analysis 
from Shane Stradamus, something I think we deserve and something that I think um, will come to us uh, for waiting. So with that being said, Shane Stradamus, are you here, my friend? You summoned Shane Stradamus. I, I have. And, and, you know, last week, um, you know, last week you made a pretty egregious claim um, I believe it was the Steelers are going to go eight and eight before they see the AFC title game again. Um, strong, bold. Uh, but I think this week, I, I think this week we deserve an explanation to your answer. So, uh, don't let me take the floor. Shane Stradamus, what is your hot take of the week? The 2021 Philadelphia Eagles are going to have a starting quarterback that is not on their roster right now. So, I mean, like, who who do you think would really be, be leading that charge? You know, like, what free agent signings or things like that do you think are Philadelphia going to kind of bring in? Shane Stradamus has spoken. You son of a bitch. You did it to me again. Every single week, this motherfucker. But... But look, the Eagles have a different starting quarterback that's not on their roster right now. To hell, that's a burning take. Because I, I mean, can you disagree with it though? I mean, you got Carson Wentz and and everybody else, man. You never know how it's going to end up. But uh, Shane, are you back or what? Yeah, I, I've been here the whole time. What are you talking about? Jesus Christ. Anyway, we need to get that fucking Shane Stradamus guy. He needs to start paying rent Wait. or something. Um, but what? but I mean, that's a goddamn. Yeah, I, I don't even know. It's it's hard okay. to explain. But well, it's hard to explain. Um, which brings us to the heel of the week, and it should be pretty easy here. I think this one should be pretty cut and dry. Doug Peterson's the heel mm. of the week because he he tanked mid game, and you can say that he didn't all you want to, but you're just fooling yourself. Well, it wasn't even tank mid game. He tanked in prime time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When everybody, you're the only fucking game he on, bro. In prime time and when the game mattered the most, late in the fourth quarter, you yep. decided. Now we're gonna talent. We're gonna evaluate some talent real quick. <laughs> yeah, and you're only down by three. Get the fuck out of here, man. For real, dude. Like, get out of here with that shit. You know, but uh, but look, I mean, there's a lot of ways you can mm-hmm. go with this. I think the most egregious one, though is the fact that Doug Peterson comes out and says, I'm trying to win the football game. Yep. Bullshit. L- liar. Bullshit, man. <laughs> Come on. Stop being yeah. a liar. It's like on that movie, <laughs> Kicking and Screaming, you know, liar, you know. But uh, uh, look, Doug Peterson, there's not a lot that we can add or that we can say that hasn't already been said mm-hmm. to death because it's the truth. When your peers, when players, when analysis are all coming out and saying, you're a fucking disgrace, it's hard to it's hard to argue with that. There's a lot of evidence against you saying yeah. that. You know, so it's going to be up to you, Doug Peterson. If you want out of Philadelphia, boy, you might you might have just bought mm-hmm. your way out, which is you know, way to way to use that yeah. get out of jail he, free card. He but, has to be gone, right? I like I don't, see... dude. I mean, unless it was unless it was the owner's idea. Yeah. But even then, like I mean, I think the owners because Phil like that's not the Philadelphia thing to do. Like Philadelphia is a pretty gritty city. Like, um, it's either it's either Peterson made that call and he has to pay for it, or it was the front office 
and someone has to be the scapegoat. He has to be gone no matter what. Yeah, I mean, I can agree with that. I can get on board with that. Um, but look, Doug Peterson, welcome to the mm. Heel of the Week mm. Club, buddy. Prestigious. Um, not something, Prestigious. Uh, we, yeah, we don't hand that out very lightly. So, look, uh, maybe soon you'll be a two-time winner, which uh, I can say I can safely say by the way things are going, it's not that much yeah. of a stretch. So, um, and with that, I mean, that brings us to the end of the episode. This is a little bit shorter than some of our other episodes, but it's week 17, people. We got plenty plenty of time to talk about all kinds of other mm-hmm. shit so um we are gearing up for the off season which means there's going to be more interviews with more people and just really just general shit talk because that's what we do the best mm-hmm. on this show um hit us up on twitter at collective feel at rain shyly let us know what you think the nfl is going to do going into this postseason you know what a lot of these coaching carousels are going to be you know what you want to see um come 2021 so unless it's the falcons winning 11 games because that's just now you're just lying to yourself, but, uh, but make sure you check us out on Twitter. Make sure you check out the other show on the radio network. One with the undercard, me and our boy, G- silky Jay Johnson, go through all things, all elite mm-hmm. wrestling, talk about dynamite every single week. So make sure you check that out and make sure you check out the sponsor for the show. The whole fast coffee company, go to wholefastcoffeeco.com and use our promo code. He'll turn 20. You get 20% off your entire basket today. That's just not coffee. That's, Shane, that's the it? whole shebang of bang hats. Um, every you want Vinny to ship you some of his toenails or something, um, any of it. 25% or 20%. I'm sorry. Excuse me. So make sure, and make sure you let them know that the guys over the heel turn collective Mm -hmm. sent you, you know, let them know uh, loud and clear that you're a fan of the show, that you're listening every single week and that you are just, uh, buying into what we're selling. So, uh, with that, Shano, do you have anything else to add before we get the um, hell out of here? Hey, Heelanites, I'm proud of us, you know? Kind of yeah. a little rogue operation Heel. here. We're doing the dang thing. Um, keep it up. Heelanites. You know, that's what we all are here. So we are slowly but surely trugging along. Me and Shane and even Jay, for that matter, are not professionals by any means. Uh, we really appreciate everybody working through us with technical glitches mm-hmm. and things like that because we're just fucking idiots. So it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. So uh, he is the almighty, the incomparable Shane mm-hmm. Riley. I am the man with the plan, Lance. And until next week, Heelanites, keep your head low, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we'll Mm. see you next week.